Hi, this is Sarah Christ with Connect Our Elders, and I'm here with Oleg Cross, an attorney in San Diego County. Uh, he is quite distinguished. He has a plethora of awards that you can read about on his website, um, but he also has a dual career, which I find very uh, fascinating. So he's an attorney, but he also does offer some financial services as well, and we'll get into that as we go. Um, Oleg, what type of law do you practice? Hi, sir. Well, thanks for that uh, very nice introduction. Uh, distinguished sounds very nice and, and flattering and also uh, makes me feel a little bit old. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I practice uh, primarily uh, estate planning and some uh, trust litigation. Uh, so estate planning is kind of the overall kind of direction of my practice. And then, as you mentioned, I, I'm also a, um, a registered investment advisor. Um, I am my firm strategic planning offers um, financial planning and uh, long term financial planning investment management. Uh, to other attorneys and fiduciaries. Okay, wonderful. And then as far as the estate planning or the litigation, is there one that you prefer over the other or is it a matter of you do both because it's it's quite balancing to have both? Yeah, it's funny you ask. So, I mean, I started my career as a litigator, so that kind of come, comes naturally to me. And then um, over the years, I've, um, through the process of doing you know trust cases and trust litigations, I've kind of discovered estate planning and, and kind of fell in love with that. And, um, and obviously there's a lot of value to offer there to clients. And so mm -hmm. I focus most of my um, you know, practice at this point on transactional estate planning, but occasionally I'll have select engagements where, you know, we need to fix a trust or, or there's perhaps some disagreement about which, you know, amendment controls or things like that. And so for those cases, I will, you know, step in and I'll, I'll handle the contested aspect of that as well. But the overall aspect uh, direction of my practice is transactional, just uh, estate planning, whether it's, uh, you know, simple uh, estate planning or a little bit something more advanced or a little bit of tax planning for our clients. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, and I already know the answer to this because I remember the first time I heard you stand up in a provisors meeting and you told this story, but uh, why don't you share with our audience why you do what you do and where it comes from, you know, your, your upbringing and the whole, the foundational reason for why you do what you do. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, I, I think I, um, I I grew up in Ukraine, and uh, you know, I was raised by a single mom, and so um, I think uh, early on um, in my life, uh, you know, financial security just kind of um, became something that I value, and uh, and I could see how that uh, impacts a lot of people's lives, and so to the extent I'm I'm able to play a small part in uh, helping a client uh, get there, either through you know estate planning or through financial planning, uh, it feels very gratifying. Mm -hmm. And well, then, uh, you know, a number of years ago, I was um, a member of a national you know, uh, organization, association of uh, estate planning attorneys, and a number of uh, attorneys there also had a financial services practices, um, kind of like CPAs um, started doing financial services uh, practices, you know, a number of years before that. And so I find that I found that very appealing uh, for, for those similar reasons. It just kind of um, uh, goes back to, I suppose, my roots and, and um, the ability to, to help people with, you know, kind of reaching their long-term financial goal, goals or, or helping their families overall. And okay. so I've enjoyed that uh, aspect of it as well. So that is a good segue because that was the next question I had for you is what what made you decide to want to serve as a, a fee-only advisor? Now, you already said that you went to a conference and you met these people and and um, it would seem that it's very complimentary to your practice. Uh, but I do think that it's important to clarify you have a specific niche. So, you know, in the community, it's not like you're actually competing with all of these other advisors that can use you for the estate planning. Right. I mean, because your your niche is so narrow. Why don't you share with us what that niche is? 
Yeah, so for um, for wealth management services, um, my clients uh, that I primarily aim to serve are other lawyers and independent fiduciaries. And so, and the reason I think that came about is, you know, I've had my own uh, law practice now for 11 years. Um, so I've jumped out on my own relatively early um, in my you know legal career. And there were a number of things I kind of, you know, wondered about in terms of just, you know, retirement planning, you know, tax planning, making, making good sound financial decisions. And I just kind of had to like, uh, you know, reverse engineer those things for myself initially first. And so now it feels very gratifying to, to share those things with others, other lawyers in the community. Um, whether whether you know solos that have you know, small firms or, or or partners at very large firms, national firms, mm-hmm. um, so that feels pretty great. And, and then also um, for fiduciaries, you know, I I serve and represent fiduciaries, typically independent fiduciaries, in my estate planning practice. And mm-hmm. so I, it does kind of come natural in the sense that if if I know what the uh, trust uh, document says and and what the goals are and what the beneficiaries' goals are. It gives me a kind of a better understanding of how I might, you know, serve that fiduciary with financial uh, planning and investment management. Okay. Um, so I do think that's kind of a niche, and uh, and I enjoy it, and I kind of enjoy all aspects of that. Um, it seems like there's a lot of efficiencies to this model that you have. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and, and to this day, I'm I'm happy to work, and I do work with other lawyers and other financial advisors where I'm just, you know, I'm handling some small piece of the overall picture, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm very happy to do that as well. Uh, but yeah, I do think there are some efficiencies, um, and there are a lot of crossovers between uh, financial and estate planning, and mm-hmm. so I, I really enjoy that. Great. Um, can you please, and this is a conversation I'm often, or every time I'm interacting with a family, one of the basic questions that I ask is. Do you have an estate plan? Do you have a trust? When's the last time it was reviewed? So will you please share with the audience the incredible importance of having a plan? Um, you know, and, and the main reason why I'm thinking is to avoid probate, but there, there's many reasons. Why don't you share a few? Yeah, I mean, there are many reasons. Obviously, the one that you, you hit the nail on the head is to avoid probate. Um, also, you know, just to make sure that there is uh, sound, you know, financial and tax planning in your family, um, the ability to protect uh, your family members, your heirs and beneficiaries from creditors, uh, you know, predators, uh, undue taxes, uh, <laughs> also to provide some clarity in terms of family planning, in terms of, uh, you know, who gets what and under what circumstances to, to plan for educational, um, you know, to fund educational plans uh, to provide for kids, you know, college or private school education, uh, to provide for special needs. Um, all of that is, as far as I'm concerned, um, can be aptly handled by by your estate planning attorney um, as part of your estate plan. Thank you. Uh, so it just rang in my head. You said creditors, predators, and taxes. <laughs> so the, the top three reasons to have an estate plan and a trust to avoid creditors, predators, and taxes. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. In what ways do you specifically serve elders? Well, I think primarily most of the time, um, the way I'm, um, uh, I, I serve elders is, is in my estate planning practice, um, and uh, you know, and that may be um, either you know putting together or more likely, typically fixing uh, an old estate plan that's uh, maybe out of uh, kind of out of date, uh, or fixing a trust that uh, you know was drafted and and had the right reasons to be drafted the way it was, but uh, based on church change circumstances or just life in general, maybe it needs to be something else. So most of the time it starts with my uh, estate planning practice, um, but then ultimately I'm always here to kind of on standby if if um, they have any any particular questions that I can um, help with, whether it's you know beneficiary designations or just helping them understand certain financial documents or financial products 
um, or perhaps connecting them with someone else who is better better suited to serve you know a particular need like you know life insurance or something else. Okay, great. What is it that you enjoy about living and working in San Diego? Uh, so San Diego is great. Um, uh, a couple of things. Uh, I, uh, I really like the weather. Uh, I live in University City and it's uh, uh, pretty fantastic. My office is very close to my home, uh, so that's great. Um, so weather, not having to um, to wear a coat uh, all the time. I, I grew up in a very cold weather, and so I don't miss that not one bit. And uh, and the, the ability when when you know things are are, are normal or hopefully when they return to normal. Um, I uh, I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and, and San Diego is a pretty amazing place for that. And yeah. So when eventually things do go back to normal, I very much look forward to getting back in the gym. That's that's wonderful. Um, I studied martial arts for uh, several years growing up, and I've often considered getting back into it. It's such, you know, it's such a good workout. You know, you could go run ten miles, but then you do a round on the mat, and I'm actually more tired after the round on the mat than running ten miles because it's a completely different type of workout. Where did you train before? Where did I train before? Uh, so I trained for what, what? Type of martial arts? Uh, Kempu Jiu-Jitsu, but it was a lot of uh, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu stuff. Um, okay. and so it was uh, under Professor uh, Frank Ricardo. When we cha- I trained with uh, Professor Kufarath. And so I, I grew up training. Um, and then actually I had a choice. So it was either um, I had an offer to go to Oakland, California and be an instructor or go to military college. And I, I chose oh, wow. the Route. But um, I definitely miss it. And I, I really believe that I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have uh, that that foundation because of the, the discipline, the tenacity, all of that. Right. It, it's a mindset. Absolutely. I can relate. Well, hopefully when things go back to normal, I'd be happy to introduce it to my gym. Maybe you can try it. That would be great. Thank you. Um, so last question. Actually, I have two more questions for you. Um, so what is a good referral for you? So when people are out there and they're talking to their family members or their friends, what are some trigger words they should listen for to know that they need to connect their loved one or their friend to somebody such as you? Sure. Uh, that's a great question. I think for um, uh, for estate planning, if somebody is talking about, you know, an old trust that, you know, a friend or a loved one had put together a long time ago, and maybe they put it together 15 years ago and they haven't looked at it since, that might be a good trigger for, for saying that, hey, maybe you want to talk to, you know, an estate planning attorney, perhaps Ole, um, or someone else like and, and just uh, review that. And the other thing is, uh, if uh, someone is uh, a lawyer, um, or an independent fiduciary, and they have some questions about uh, money or, or managing finances, either for themselves or on behalf of someone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're interested in, in making some good decisions for the long term, and, and they're, maybe they just want just some unbiased advice. That's another one. Okay. Um, and something else that just came to mind. Uh, so a couple of triggering events, maybe, you know, if there's a, a young couple, it doesn't even matter what age really, but let's say there's a couple or an individual even uh, that has purchased a home or they just had a child. Are those events where they really want to make sure that they have the, the planning in place? Absolutely. Those are those are very, very good times um, yeah, to, to talk to somebody about uh, updating their estate plan. If you have young children, uh, probably want to make sure that you have a will with guardianship provisions. Absolutely. Those are any type of triggering life events will certainly probably merit, uh, you know, a visit with your estate planning attorney. Okay, great. And then last question, uh, what have you been enjoying about working remotely during this pandemic? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so uh, I, I'm certainly looking forward to, you know, when things go back to sort of normal, but I do enjoy um, uh, Zoom meetings to a certain extent, especially with older clients who are uh, located, you know, further away from my office. 
uh, where you know normally maybe we'd only visit you know once a year or even even you know maybe once every couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, the normalization of Zoom meetings uh, has made it sort of more accessible to talk to me, even if it's something you know informal. So instead of you know a client driving two hours to meet with me in San Diego, you know, in my office, we can have a twenty-minute conversation. We can have it any time, and uh, and I and I think I enjoy I enjoy that a lot because it provides more connectivity with the clients. Mm -hmm. more and, uh, and it also just kind of makes this process a little bit less intimidating, perhaps. So mm -hmm. that was one of those things that I actually enjoy very much. And I hope to some extent we keep that. That's a, you know, that's a really good, uh, uh, that's something else that I've recognized uh, because I've been able to be in connection with more people because I'm not spending time stuck in traffic, right? Yeah. Or, you know, just the travel time from one meeting to the next meeting. So in some ways, even if we feel less connected, it's allowed us to be more connected, you know, even though it's not face-to-face. -face. I'm glad that you pointed that out. Um, okay, well, how can people reach out to you, Oleg, if they have an opportunity um, for your legal practice or they have an opportunity for your financial practice? Oh, uh, thank you. Well, of course, they can uh, always just give me a call, um, you know, the phone number on my website at my law practice, caltrustlaw.com, or for uh, for financial services, um, they go to my website, it's strategicplanningcline.com, and uh, either schedule a phone call with me, you know, through on the online calendar box or, or just give me a call. So okay. always, always happy to chat, even if it's informally, and uh, I'm always happy to chat with other community partners such as yourself as well about uh, any any ways that we can potentially jointly serve our clients. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Uh, again, this is Sarah Christ with Connect Our Elders. And Connect Our Elders is the best way to think of me is um, a healthcare broker. So I will talk to the family or the advisor, um, whoever needs the information, and will determine what resources are needed. But along with that comes the education on what resources are appropriate to your situation. And then I will help be your advocate and your navigator through the decision-making process for the entire aging continuum. Thank you for tuning in today and have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me, Sarah.